Coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles. Ooh, baby, we're starting back up my favorite series from two years ago in 2020, peak pandemic in the offseason. We did a what if scenario going back into the biggest moments in Eagles history and saying, what if it went differently? How would things have transpired the chain of events? Marvel style, what if the Eagles got Russell Wilson this offseason? He waived his no trade clause. Vince Quinn of the Bell and the Birdman is going to join me to discuss that coming up on today's edition of Locked on Eagles. You are Locked on Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans, to a Thursday edition of the show. You can find the podcast wherever you get your shows, all platforms available Monday through Friday, also available in video form on YouTube. And we're always talking birds on Twitter all throughout the day at Locked On Birds and at DBLCLOE. LOE. So excited today to get into our first show of our What If series, 2022 style, getting into what if Russell Wilson waived his no-trade clause for the Philadelphia Eagles in the month of March. This was my favorite series to do back in 2020. I love Mock Draft Monday. I love our off-season simulations. I love game recaps and just everything that we do here on Locked on Eagles. Part of doing five shows a week, it's so fun to do that so consistently. Some people think it's a daunting task, but I just I love creating Eagles content. It's what I would do even if it wasn't my job. And so the What If series, though, surplants all of the series we've done, even a beef history we did a month ago too, taking a look back at the biggest feuds in Eagles history. I like speculation. I love hypotheticals, talking about different scenarios. You guys know I'm a giant nostalgic Eagles fan. Like nostalgia is one of my biggest, I would say, parts of my DNA as an Eagles fan. As you guys know, I love to reminisce and just think about the what ifs. And so we're going to start that back up. We did this in 2020. During peak pandemic, everybody's on lockdown. Everybody's at home. It's right after the NFL draft. You know, we recapped everything about the Eagles 2020 class, which was, you know, an interesting one for sure. So it definitely took up a few weeks of Jalen Rager talk and Jalen Hurts and Davian Taylor and Kavon Wallace, Jack Driscoll, Quez Watkins trading for Marquise Goodwin. Certainly an interesting draft to talk about. But after that, from like May up until the end of July for three months, there was barely anything to talk about. So I started up the what if series and we really hit on, I didn't want to redo a lot of those topics we did. So like what if Alshon Jeffrey caught that pass in the fourth quarter of the divisional round 2018 against the New Orleans Saints, right? What if Carson Wentz didn't tear his ACL against the Rams in LA in 2017? What if Wentz didn't get knocked out against Jadavion Clowney and the Seahawks in 2019? Like what if Randall Cunningham and the Eagles had weapons in the early 90s? And what if McNabb had weapons? Uh, What if Chip Kelly got Marcus Mariota? Like some of the biggest what ifs, we really hit on most of them in 2020. But a lot has happened since then. There's been three seasons now since we did that series, or I should say two going on three. So I've got a brand new list of five what ifs that we're going to get into. And today we're going to start with what if the Eagles did land Russell Wilson? Now we know, looking back, that the Eagles crushed this offseason, right? Absolutely crushed it. When you get Hassan Riddick, Zach Paschal, and Kazir White to start free agency, you're like, okay, that's pretty good. little disappointed they missed out on Marcus Williams and Allen Robinson and maybe Robert Woods, but we're not going to let that deter us. The draft is coming up. You got three first-round picks. 
And man, is that when things took off for the Eagles to become one of the most hyped teams this offseason. Landing Jordan Davis, moving up for him right in front of the Baltimore Ravens, trading a first-round pick for A.J. Brown to pair with Devontae Smith, stealing to Kobe Dean in the third round, getting also James Bradbury in May, one of the better cornerbacks just two years ago in the league in May, landing a good safety in Jaquiski Tart a couple weeks ago. They crushed this offseason. But the Eagles did improvise. Like This wasn't, to me, a plan A. I think plan A, and if you believe the reports of many, many very respected Eagles media members, you'll believe the fact that the Eagles were sniffing around, not maybe even just sniffing around, but trying to make offers for veteran star quarterbacks on the open market. Now, I really hope it's not true that they were targeting Deshaun Watson, but that was the rumor, and Deshaun Watson would not waive his no-trade clause. The other guy that they were more in on, and they've been in on him since he came out of Wisconsin in the 2012 NFL Draft, was Russell Wilson. The Eagles wanted Russell Wilson this year. Yeah, did they move all those first-round picks this year for A.J. Brown and, again, Jordan Davis and grabbing you know extra picks down the road in 2023 and 2024 with that Saints trade to maybe get your next quarterback of the future? Yeah, and did they crush those moves? 100%. But I think plan A was using most of those assets to go get a sure-thing franchise quarterback right now in Russell Wilson. Now we know, looking back, that Wilson didn't want to come to Philadelphia. In that contract extension he had with the Seattle Seahawks, there was a no-trade clause. So he could pick and choose where he wanted to go. He wanted to go to the Denver Broncos to play with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, Javante Williams. Can you blame him? The Broncos have been a top-10 defense too consistently the last decade. It makes a lot of sense. But what if he saw the Eagles roster and he said, I want to play for that offensive line. I want to play with Devontae Smith. I still think they can go get me an A.J. Brown or sign me an Allen Robinson with my presence here, helping lure in free agents for years to come, not just this year, but next year. What if he did waive his no-trade clause and the Eagles could make a similar deal to Denver, which was two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-round selection, Noah Font, the young, really good tight end, Drew Locke, the former Denver Broncos second-round rookie quarterback, and then I should say as well, a defensive tackle. I'm drawing a blank on who exactly it was. But either way, the Denver Broncos gave up a haul. What if the Eagles were willing to give up that kind of package for Russell Wilson? Would we look back at this offseason with the same kind of hype? Would you be more excited about the 2022 season? Would you be less excited? It's a super interesting scenario. What would the Eagles have had to give up? What could they do? Could they still get maybe A.J. Brown or Jordan Davis with another first-round pick if they got Russell Wilson? What would have their flexibility been? What would this offseason look like? I thought Vince Quinn, formerly of Sports Radio 94 WIP, he's now a co-host of Bell and the Birdmen with John Barchard, one of my favorite Eagles podcasts outside of Locked On Eagles. What if the Eagles landed Russell Wilson? Vince Quinn, who is a giant fan of Russ, is going to help us dive into that scenario on today's edition of Locked On Eagles. So hold on to your hats. Let's get into some crazy Eagle scenarios right here on Locked on Eagles. But first, a shout out to one of our sponsors of the show. It's Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry when you have computers with access to rockauto.com right now at home and in your pocket. 
Save time and money with Rock Auto. Don't spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today. And when you do, make sure you write down Lockdown in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, everybody, welcome back into this Thursday edition of Locked On Eagles. Really excited now for my next guest, formerly of Sports Radio 94 WIP. He's now a co-host with John Barchard on the bird, or I should say, excuse me, the bell and the birdman. It's Vince Quinn to help me out with our first what if series of LOE. What's going on, Vince? I thought you were perfect for today's show, man. I, I well, yeah. That's an insult and more as a compliment. Oh, no, it's uh, it's it's just a sign that all my yelling and raving over the past, you know, six months uh, got through to somebody. Uh, it didn't get through to the front office, but it got through to somebody. So <laughs> I'm happy to talk did, about though. it. I think it kind of did if we think that the rumors were true and they did try to talk to some other quarterbacks <laughs> this offseason. We're going to get into today. What if Russell Wilson was willing to waive his no trade clause for the Philadelphia Eagles in March? But uh, Vince, real quick, before we get into that, how are you feeling overall about, you know, that not happening in Everything else that happened this offseason was pretty exciting afterwards, even though they didn't land a quarterback maybe they were pursuing. How are you feeling about the hype of this offseason, even after maybe Miles Sanders yesterday tried to pull his best uh, Vince Young impersonation? Well, yeah, you know what? I got no problem with the pulling the Vince Young. Go for it, man. Let, let me say it. I think the Eagles are an all-star team. That's what they look like, right? They, can't this team win, like, a, uh, at minimum, 10 games, 11 games, 12 games? Like, the division stinks. Their schedules, there's some tough games, but it's not like overwhelming how hard the schedule is. Yeah, they can win a lot. So I, I like the, the mentality from the team and Miles. Uh, honestly, the moves they made, given that they didn't get Russ, it worked out pretty well. I think some of those things could work in the Russ universe. We can talk about that. But uh, yeah, I, I think it worked out just fine for him. Yeah, and again, we kind of talked about it on yesterday's show. I mean, you look at the dream team, Vince. It wasn't even close to the same makeup of this team. Like, these are all players young in their prime. I feel like it's justified swagger. You just, you know, you get nervous with Eagles offseasons when there's nicknames being given out. I think Michael Vick even called the 2012 roster the redeem team. And, you know, you the DNA trio with Jackson Aguilar and Alshon in 2019. You just get a little nervous, right? I don't know. It's just that's built into my DNA as an Eagles fan, right? Like Howie Roseman, the quarterback factory i just stop labeling things you know what i mean yeah no it happens all the time and, and people bug out uh i actually found out there was a team in the in the 70s for the eagles i think it was 74 just before vermeil joined they were yeah. called the mutts uh and there's a whole right, back heard of that. <laughs> yeah yeah i can tell you about it some other time it was it was a really funny thing where the team was really bad and the coach insulted them basically and uh said they didn't have any dogs on the team so a, a very sixers thing if you will uh, that comment, but yeah, they got got called the mutts for a year. So yeah, nicknames like it's it's in the psyche, but I, I don't mind it. Give them like when it fits, go for it. Miles is feeling it; he said it. It's no, why not? I yeah, I think a big year coming for Miles Sanders and also Vince too. It's kind of hard to have this team of a letdown when your own head coach is picking fights with Giants fans. You know what I mean? I mean, I hope that story is true about Nick Sirianni picking fights with Giants fans on a tennis court. That just seems so on brand for an Italian Western New Yorker. Trust me, I'm one of them. Well, yeah, and it also sounds like it's it's some guy who just goes, hey, yeah, I was on a tennis court talking trash to Sirianni. Let me talk all this game like he tried to fight me. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, I could see him. He's got the pinky rings on. He's just 
covered in hair. Like he's, I, I know the people. It's my family too. But uh, it, it's just one of those things. Where it's like if Sirianni's actually fighting people on a tennis court. Oh my god! All right, here's a question, real quick, before we get into Russell Wilson, Vince. You got to pick one Eagles head coach in history to have your back in a bar fight. Who is it? Oh, uh, is it Sirianni? No, it's Buddy. Oh. Yeah, I mean, he showed he already can throw hands. I guess that's true. <laughs> it's Buddy. Yeah, it's got to be Buddy. I don't know, though. I want the experience. And Doug Peterson, I feel like, has the the experience, the dad bod, but he's still in shape a little bit enough. Like Andy Reid, I wouldn't want. Nick Sirianni, maybe a little too skinny and too young for me. I think Doug would be my answer. Yeah, Doug's a good answer. If he could go into assistance, I'd go Juan Castillo because he headbutted a guy with oh, no, yeah. with – when he didn't have a helmet on and the other guy did, so he's bleeding from the head. Like, yeah, I could see oh, – well, Juan Castillo would be good in a fight. But, yeah, I, I'm going buddy. It's, I'm, go, I'm going Kelly Green. I'm, I'm from 1974. Uh, that's when I was born, and I'm a buddy guy now. Like, that's, that's who I've become. I feel you. <laughs> Let's go into our series that we're starting this week. I did this in 2020, peak pandemic. Wasn't much to talk about after that 2020 NFL draft. So went into some what-if scenarios in Eagles history. Like, what if things went differently? You know, I think that's just human instinct to think about those kind of scenarios. And Marvel even did a what-if series themselves this past year. So a little bit of inspiration there to reignite this series. And so, Vince, as we were talking about, there's a lot of hype this offseason about this Eagles team, and justifiably so. You know, when you add A.J. Brown and Jordan Davis and Hassan Riddick and James Bradbury, even in Jaquiski Tart the last two years in the summer, like coming off a playoff year, you're going to get that kind of hype in year two. But I do wonder what would be – would there be more or less hype if they use those picks differently? Instead of using those picks to get A.J. Brown and to get Jordan Davis and using a second to get Cam Jurgens and to move down with the Saints and collect future picks in the next two drafts, and instead, let's say they did a similar package with the Denver Broncos or the Denver Broncos did with the Seattle Seahawks to land Russell Wilson. Let's just say Russell Wilson would have waived his no-trade clause – Vince, are you feeling more hyped or less about using all those assets in a quarterback rather than a combination of all the talent they did this offseason? I, I would be you're a Russ guy, man. So. Well, yeah, I would be so annoying if they got Russ. Are you kidding me? I would have, dude. I would have been yelling about that every single day, all day, making the biggest stink. I'd already have his jersey. Like, I would not shut up. I, I just wouldn't because I, I, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. The offense has been terrible. They've changed coordinators like crazy. He's never had a line in his life. This would be the best line he's had by a million miles. Like, it's just, it's a real team for him. Uh, he's an idiot for not coming here, but I'll put that on him. So now he's dead to me. But in a universe. <laughs> where he was here and played for the Eagles. Yeah, man, I, I would have been so pumped for that. And I think, I think the fans would have been uh, honestly slightly more excited than they are for this current team. Uh, because the thing is, a lot of people like Jalen Hurts, and, and I like Jalen Hurts. I love the guy. I love the guy. It's just a player. I, I have no idea. I don't know if he's going to be great. He works hard, so he's going to get the most out of himself, whatever it is. It just isn't good enough. But when you're just telling everybody, your casual fan, you're going, listen, they just got one of the, you know, five to seven best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he's playing for this team right now. Everybody and, and their grandmother literally is excited about this team. Like, that's just what the Russell Wilson effect is. So I think the excitement would be slightly higher. It would just be different because now it, it changes the expectations of the window from like, all right, you got to win the next 
let's say three years to, oh, well, you know, you could have this roster for the next five years, seven years, and it's just, is Jalen the quarterback to fit the roster? Right, 100%. And I think the expectations there, again, based on what they did with those picks instead, because Vince, when you look at what Denver gave up, right, it was two first-round picks, it was two seconds, a fifth, Drew Locke, a defensive tackle, and then Noah Font as well at tight end. So, I mean, that's that's a haul. And you used with those assets, instead of getting Russell Wilson, you got Jordan Davis, AJ Brown. You got a second first round pick next year from the saints, a second, second round pick in 2024. You keep Jalen hurts. You have all this optionality. PFF today gave the Eagles a top 10 grade when it comes to overall roster strength at seven overall heading into 2022. But I still feel like you're right. Even though the expectations are high now, there still is a little bit of controlled enthusiasm because of Jalen. Whereas if Russell Wilson was here, yeah, you wouldn't have been able to add everything you did this offseason, but you still could have made moves on top of having the guy you know is a guy. And I think that does change things. And it, you're less reserved to be like, they could be a title contender. Right now we're like, they could be, but like it's there's a, a lower floor with a higher ceiling too. Well, and, and think about the guys they didn't get, right? Because if you're going through a what-if scenario, you're looking at everything differently. So, for example, um, they wanted Allen Robinson. He didn't come here. He doesn't want to play with Jalen Hurts. He just played in Chicago for like four years and wasted basically all of them. Actually I mean, this, that, yeah. yeah, like the, does does a guy like that want to play for Jalen Hurts? No, he that's, that's what happened. He decided to go to the Rams. So good for him. It's a smart decision. But if Russell Wilson's here and the money's equal, is he going to come to Philly and, and be paired with Devontae Smith? Maybe. Like, you have a decent shot there. I would take Russell Wilson over Matthew Stafford. That's that's where I'm at. So, like, okay. Right? So, it's uh, so if you're looking at, okay, well, it's AJ and Devontae and Jalen, sure. Uh, but you could have had Allen Robinson, maybe. And and his contract, what he signed where with way, the, the way the market moved after he got signed, because that's when Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, all those things go that move the market like $10 million. Uh, you would have had Allen Robinson for, like, 15 a year. So... I like I, I you could make it work contractually. Is Hassan Reddick here? I don't know about that. Maybe not. Uh, obviously, Jordan Davis isn't here. But if I'm looking at this team generally, which and this is the biggest sticking point for me, and I think would convince people a little bit more that this scenario is just as good as the current one, if not better. Uh, Nicobe Dean could still easily be on the team. He's a third round pick, right? That's right. So, Nicobe Dean in the third round, you've got Russell Wilson, you've got Allen Robinson, you still have Dallas Goddard. You can still get Jaquiski Tart. I don't know. I mean, Vince, you probably still could get Hassan Riddick. And you talk about, too, like, yes, you couldn't get everything you got this offseason. So, you might move, like, in that trade, Denver moved two first-round picks. The Eagles had three. You could have still used one of those first to get Jordan Davis or A.J. Brown. You didn't have to – you weren't going to be able to get both, but Russell Wilson and A.J. Brown over – Jordan Davis and A.J. Brown and all those future picks, I'm taking Russ. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like if you look at this team with this offensive line, you're bringing Jason Kelsey back. It's his last year most likely. Okay, well, you're going in right now. You know what I mean? Like he he goes in on that. You're giving him the, the duty to do it. And you're looking at like if, if I'm going to believe philosophically in receivers making quarterback better or quarterback making receivers better, I'm going to go with the quarterback making the receivers better. Like that's just – it's how the game works. So uh, seeing the Russell Wilson dynamic, yeah, I believe in that more. Where Because the problem is, uh, even if you don't get Allen Robinson, it's it's Guy X, uh, Devontae Parker, or whatever it is they were sniffing around at. Like, if you get any of those guys in, uh, if it's Devontae, 
Devonte in that case, you have two Devontes and, and Russ, you can run with that. Like that's still a good enough team with Dallas Goddard, Quez Watkins, all, all the other guys on the team. So uh, the offense would still be high powered. And, and it's going to be one of those things where it also might even be order of operations here. Like it might be this year for the Eagles, they went with Russell Wilson. So then next year would be whatever mm-hmm. picks you've got, you go all in to add that additional piece. If it is a receiver, you right. trade your first next year to get that guy that's going to hit the market or whatever it is. So you do all that kind of stuff. And yeah. for the Eagles, it might be next year. That's what they do to get another quarterback. If somebody's available like Lamar Jackson, for example, because that's been a weird situation. Don't tease me, man. Don't I'm, I'm going to tease you. Okay. Maybe. Maybe, like maybe that kind of thing comes up, and it, it, it's just one of those things where, all right, the Eagles they got the receiver this year, they got all the other pieces this year, and then yeah. next year they have to go and get the quarterback because that's yeah, it. Just might be order. what it is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, be a change in order of how they go about things because, yeah, I think a lot of fans. So, eighty percent of our listeners that I put a poll up on Twitter said no, they would have rather had the offseason go the way it did as opposed to this scenario. But you're right; it's like, yeah, you couldn't do everything this year. You couldn't have your cake and eat it too. Like, you know, they kind of do. They got to do everything this offseason. Still, find out if they have the franchise quarterback in Jalen Hurts. If not, you have the assets in next year's strong quarterback class to move on. Or, as you said, Lamar Jackson's there. Other available veteran quarterbacks, you have assets. But um, at the same time, though. Next year, if Jalen isn't the guy, it's all about finding your Russell Wilson. So it's a really good way to think about it. I didn't even really look at it that way. If you look at it as a two-year timeline, really it would all come together in the same way, just in a different order. Guys, before we dive into this fascinating scenario about what if Russell Wilson was with the Eagles in 2022 with Vince Quinn, want to give another shout out to one of our sponsors. It's the official sports book of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's BetOnline at BetOnline.net. They're your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest developments, league reviews and news, including the MLB, which is going on right now. You've got NBA futures. you got to bet on where's Kevin Durant going to land. He requested a trade today from the Brooklyn Nets. The Phoenix Suns are the betting favorite. you got the Miami Heat in there too. Could he make a LeBron-like return to the Oklahoma City Thunder? Bet on NBA futures. Where are these free agents going to land? Everything. UFC, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net. Head over to the website today. To learn more about the trends and action, use your mobile device or you can head over on the computer because bet online, it's where the game starts. Go now, if Hurts hits and, and he's great, then yeah, like obviously it worked out really well because you didn't pay for all that stuff. You still added all this. You're probably going to sign Hurts for cheaper. Yeah. And you got all the picks next year to go and just add talent. Right. So yeah, like it is this the this is the higher earning bet you know what i mean if you're sure. talking about parlays this is a higher earning parlay and russ it's is a safer here. parlay yeah right. yeah that's it it's a riskier bet so that's yeah. that's the game you play vince uh before i let you go i want to ask about this too because i'm thinking about now next year what does it take for jalen hurts to hold off the eagles from using those two first round picks on again a really strong class i've already i'm not diving in it for the eagles already assuming hurts isn't going to pan out but i just love watching quarterbacks and college football in general and it there's like 10, 12 guys people are throwing around. Different people have different names in the first round. Like It looks like a strong class on paper. I'm curious what you think. And you got that contract hanging over our heads with Jalen heading into now year three. What do you think he has to do to not only have the Eagles not try to find a quarterback next year as they sniffed around this year, but maybe get a contract extension. Like does he, if they win a playoff game and he slightly improves is that enough or are the Eagles like, he's got to go for broke. He's got to have a Wentz 2017 like year. It's all or nothing now. No more middling in year three. 
He's just got to be a real passer. You know, like that's that's all it is. And, it, and it's not something where you can necessarily say numbers because I don't know how they're going to play. Like if it right. was going to be because last like year there was. You know it if you see it, right? You'll know it when you see it. Because who do they want to be, right? Like last season, last season they start off the season. They're like, yep, we're a passing team. We're going to throw it all the time. Didn't work. Didn't work at all. So, okay, they become a running team midway through the season because they have to because he can't pass, and the receivers weren't great either. But but they had to do that, so then they turn it around, and, and he becomes a rusher and leads the team in rushing. Like, I don't care what his rushing stats are this year. Any quarterback you get out of college can run. Uh, all of them can. He, he's a dynamic runner, but it, I, I'm yeah. not. that's not the main reason you hold on to a guy at quarterback. So if he's a real passer, if he can anticipate throws, if he can mislead safeties to get a guy open, if he can do that kind of stuff, then, yeah, you're going to keep Jalen Hurts. Uh, it's just, is he good? At, is it at least average at doing that? Which he hasn't been. Like, he's yeah. got to be an average passer to stick around. And then he's worth it. Yeah. It's not just winning. It's how you win. Because you've seen teams like the 49ers and the Titans. They've been consistent winners over the last three to four years. But the Niners wanted to trade Lance for a reason. I think the Titans, even though he's a third-round pick, saw something in Malik Willis that has a higher ceiling. So I really do agree. I, it's interesting you said that because everybody always assumes, like, you have to have a running quarterback in the NFL now, right? And when it when it comes to Jalen Hurts and the talent evaluation, people are like, well, you can't discount all the rushing production he has. But you're right, man. Like, now when you look at all the prospects in college, they all now have a certain floor of rushing. And if they don't, you're not taking them anymore. They're going to Jared Goff real quick or a Josh Rosen. So – yeah, his mobility maybe doesn't have the same value it would have maybe 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, 10 years ago, it was like, oh, my God, this guy runs. Like, that was a knock on RG3. And then you look back and you're like, you guys are idiots. You know what I mean? Like, RG3 yeah. was amazing. He won Rookie of the Year. And, and Dan Snyder ruined him like he ruins everything. But uh, when you look at, at where the rest of the league is, everybody moves. I mean, even for some degree, Joe Burrow can, can move a little bit. You know what I mean? So it's like him. It's Herbert. All these young guys that have that ability to, to scramble. And they're crazy good arm talents. It's just, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, Hertz's legs are nice. But, like, what are they really yeah. worth, honestly? No, it's a huge asset to have. And you want, because of how good of a runner he is, you want him to hit that ceiling as a passer. But, yeah, if he doesn't, you're right. Running is definitely not enough. It's interesting stuff, man. We're going to find out what happens this year. It's a lot of pressure on Jalen Hurts, as you could see, a lot of pressure and a lot of hype this offseason, but uh, Vince Quinn joining me on the show today to dive into our first what-if series of the 2022 offseason. What if the Eagles got Russell Wilson and he decided to waive his no-trade clause? Vince was a perfect guest, and man, we appreciate you joining us on the show today. Uh, let's make sure everyone knows where to find you on Twitter at It's Vince Quinn, correct? Well, yeah, that's uh, you can find me at It's Vince Quinn on Twitter. More importantly, find Bell and the Birdman, please. Right. So, Bell, Bell and the Birdman. To listen to when I'm not recording one myself, baby. There Jeff we go. Vince Quinn. They're my guys. So, yeah, check us out, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Again, Bell and the Birdman. Thanks, Vince. Appreciate it for coming on. Yeah, you got it. That's going to do it, Eagles fans, for another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked on Eagles. Follow us on all podcast platforms for a show Monday through Friday, video form as well on YouTube. Hit us up on Twitter as well, at Locked on Birds and at DiBiase, L-O-E. Shout out to Vince Quinn for really kicking off this awesome What If series, looking back in Eagles history and seeing the biggest what ifs when it comes to the most important events in this franchise's history. Thanks for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. We'll be back with another What If tomorrow. Make sure your second listen, though, today is the Locked On NFL podcast. All the news across the league in under 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your shows. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening, and let's go, Birds.